If you should ask Yet again, you're not giving Bobby any credit. Wow, Mayor's talking about the Super Bowl today. Wow, okay. That's not what I expected. I think we're on the lower tier of those mid-level teams. You think we're on the upper tier? And players like Brock Purdy fall apart and are shuffled with what they really are. Small hands, small, white quarterbacks. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. After a week seven win against the division rivals, Arizona Cardinals, a 20 to 10 win, Doc. How are you feeling about the Hawks this week? All right, Mary. Yes, welcome back. And it was uh, fun watching the game with you yesterday. I was thinking about our game watch yesterday versus last week, and I hope I was being uh, less annoying. I, I went in to intentionally do that, <laughs> but it's funny because I had a, a more positive experience last night, and then I watched the highlights of the game, and I forgot how frustrating and annoying yesterday's yesterday's game was too so I, I i chalk it up to your brilliant idea of ordering some delicious pizza at halftime i think that uh, mollified my my <laughs> typical um uh, annoying proclamations during the game so that helped that was that was some delicious pizza there so that's uh, funny because we all know it's just about the the winner the loss we, oh losses, yes <laughs> losses uh, uh, the last loss you know, yes. you you left before the game was even over, and then and then the loss against Cincy last week, you uh, were were pretty miserable to be with. That's but pretty. When we, when we win, it's all positive. That's pretty true. That that that, and that was my other reflection about yesterday was wow, how the difference an actual win can make over a loss, even though a game mm-hmm. actually a game can look actually pretty similar in terms of our you know our performance. So so yeah, uh, wins oh, wins. Uh, solve everything and uh are a good solve uh, for everything so uh my general thoughts well you know we talked a lot about this before the game started was the the sort of the challenge when we play a team that's not good you know they had only won one game or they still have only won one game this season so you know, we thought about hopefully we're going to come out of this with a win. I think we both thought, you know, expected that to some degree and then and then could had the foresight to know, well, if we do win, what does that mean? What does that tell us about this team? And so honestly, this feels like a recurring theme this season, week after week. You know, my we, I think we both feel like I don't know who this team is actually really. You know, we we have flashes. We play we played well against really bad teams. Uh, so, so I think that's, that's my general thought about, about the team is, is I'm not sure, honestly, I'm a little, a little afraid that we're not as good as I, you know, hope and wish, uh, you know, for this team to be, but, uh, that's a, that's a kind of macro level general takeaway that I have after yesterday's game. Yeah, I agree with you. I, in some ways, it's like, I don't know who this team is. In other ways, I feel like we know exactly who this team is. We we, we do know. They're four and two. They're behind San Francisco in the division. They're definitely behind the Eagles in the, in the conference. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's kind of a whole middle tier group of teams. And they seem to be right in the middle of those teams. And right now, I would put them, you know, actually above most of those other teams and in, in the NFC. And, and, you know, 
I'm feeling, con- we'll get to this later, but I'm feeling confident about next week as well. Um, looking at, looking at that. And I have some concerns about our offense. I, I was hoping that, you know, that was going to be a get right game and we would come out clicking. And then of Same. course was disappointed to see, you know, DK couldn't go and, and then, and now we have an injury that we need to talk about on defense mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, definitely worried about injuries kind of mounting up here, especially if they're small injuries that kind of start adding up and you start losing people, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was funny during that game. We never, that was the most like secure Seattle fans have been all, all year. Even even yeah. when they had a chance to take the lead at the end of the first half, you know, we, we talked about this in the bar you know, no, no one was sweating. No one was worried. Yeah. And we felt pretty confident that we were going to win that game. So the, the, the performance wasn't really about this and the end result, the win, it was about, you know, can they kind of make a statement here? Can they kind of get yeah. right? Can they get the timing right on offense? And basically the answer is no, they, they didn't, I don't feel better about the team after that game. I feel like I'm actually even more concerned about the same worries yeah. that we had last week. I'm just, they're still there. <laughs> they haven't corrected the problems yet. So. Yeah. I think we're uh, pretty much on the same page. I think the only difference is I think we're on the lower tier of those <laughs> mid-level teams. You think we're on the upper tier? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think we need to talk, we need to be clear about who we're talking about there because yeah. the the NFC is not you know not very strong. I I mean, Green Bay. Well, who are you scared? The Rams are right behind us. Atlanta, like Tampa Bay. Who? who I mean, I. If you want to say Detroit, you know, who we beat, okay, yeah. they're, they're they're one game ahead of us. Or if you want to talk about Dallas that's tied with us, you know, yeah. okay. Those are those are kind of the company we're in right now, Dallas and Detroit. I, I think we're better than Atlanta and Tampa Bay, though. Come on. <laughs> and even the Rams that beat us are. I can't be know, confident about any of those statements because, again, I, I, I you know, you're right. I Is this exactly the team that we are? But, you know, I think that just speaks to the there's always a little bit of a gap, right? Because we we want the team to be better than they look, you know, so. um, But, you know, there's a difference between what I wish and actually what my eyes are telling me at this point, especially after a kind of a tough game against a one win team (laughs) in this league. Right. Well, yeah, it, it, that's important to acknowledge our um our biases, and I think I don't think we really have to because they're so obvious. Uh, we're we're, we're <laughs> Seahawks fans, so yes, of course, yes. I'm evaluating my team higher uh, as a result of that. But even acknowledging that, I, I, I it still seems like we're we know that we're a playoff team. We're not a top playoff team. We're not a division winner as of yet. Right. Um, so we're kind of right in that playoff hunt. Yeah, five through seven. <laughs> Because there's seven teams that make the playoff from each yeah. conference now. Um, yeah. We're so, and that's where we were last year, and that's where we we're, where we've been kind of all year. It, it really hasn't yeah. moved from that. Even after the Rams' loss, I still felt like that we were probably a playoff team. Yeah. So, and being four and two, I mean, winning winning, you know, two thirds of your games, uh, there's nothing to. Yeah, well, that gets to the, you know, some larger, you know, points about the team and the progress of the team or lack thereof. You know, we were both talking to the commander yesterday morning and the commander was reminding reminding me of his uh, his feelings of like, I don't give a shit if we're a playoff one and done team anymore. I'm sick of that, you know, and I think we're all sick of that. So the really the benchmark for this team is advancement, you know, in the playoffs. And and so I think that's that's the fear, right? This looks like 
these teams of recent recent years, right? Yes, we can squeeze into the playoffs. We can, you know, scratch into them and get our asses kicked and and out the first round. So, uh, so that's the fear. You know, I don't want that to be. I think we are all hoping for a little bit better, right, for this team to be. I, I wouldn't compare this to previous years. It definitely feels like the arrow is pointing up. We have some hope. We have some young players that we're going to talk about today, I'm sure, on both sides of the ball that are very exciting. Um, so, yeah. And, and so you think we're going to win a playoff game this this season? If you think about, saying. if you think about, I said last week, I think we have a shot at winning the division. So, <laughs> yeah, I do think we have a shot. All at right. Winning, all right. Starting to sound like positive day game. now. <laughs> Yeah, well, I got to balance out your negativity here, but <laughs> all right, all right. We're um, yeah, we absolutely have a shot at being better than that. And if you think back about the Super Bowl teams ten years ago, the the drafts that led up to that were there was three incredible drafts in a row. I think mm-hmm. it was 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. and twenty twelve. If I remember correctly, there's like mm-hmm. three years in a row where we just had really good drafts. All right, well, we have had two good drafts in a row right now. Mm-hmm. and all right now now it's go time you know one one more I, th- I i still do think we're one year away to being a super bowl contender but we're definitely pointing up from from previous years that's wow mayor's talking about the super bowl today wow okay that's not what i expect after yesterday's game but hey I, I, you know when we beat the cardinals when we beat the cardinals hey there's, yeah, no, there's exactly. no easy wins in this league okay especially in our Whoa. division our division has yeah. been the toughest division for years so, yeah. yep. All right. Well, you want to you want to dive into the defense then? Uh, Doc diagnoses the defense. All right. Yeah. Triple D time. Okay. So, like last week, I'm not feeling compelled to to pass the any player's thesis defense and award them a master's degree uh, after yesterday's performance. I think. How do I feel? What's my diagnosis of the defense? I, I, part of my worry about the game yesterday is the, you know, these, so what supposedly were some of our strengths on the defense, you know, saw, saw a few, a little, a few holes in that, like our run defense. Uh, they definitely had some, some big, big runs on us that looked just huge lanes opened up for, for the running backs to, to get some good gains. Um, and I, and I did see a, a, a tweet about how they were particularly picking on our left side because, because the players on that side clearly not wanting to tackle. So, so I think this is maybe a week to unveil my, um, my other designation for the defense is I think I'm going to have to put a player on academic probation this week from, for, a an embarrassing an embarrassing attempt at a tackle so that's going to be Tariq Woolen that was the first missed tackle that led to their uh, them uh, running into the into the end zone for a touchdown i was tempted to give another academic probation out to Diggs uh, Quandre for he was the second missed tackle but his and actually looking at the replay he he took a bad angle and part of it was what happened with Tariq right in front of him just throwing a really weak 
shoulder into into the running back very very pathetic and 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 so now it might be extreme to put put one player for one play on academic probation but you know if we recall way back in the preseason and early on 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 the year this has been a worry for me on this defense there's some uh, defensive backs who just do not tackle (laughs) with good form with um, follow through with their arms they just like throw their shoulders you know thinking that that's gonna you know get an nfl level running back you know has that worry been about woolen before or is this a new thing not woolen specifically but i feel like it's like on the defensive side i feel like it's um it can be a a virus (laughs) just like you know, drop passes uh, on on the, on an offense can be contagious. I think um, missed tackles can be very similar on the defense. So I and just, that analysis I, that they're targeting the left side, yeah, is is that a, is that a direct result of of Woolen or is there someone else over there that? They no, I think about? you know this wasn't like a high level analysis. I think it just was sort of what people were observing yesterday. You know, and because I wonder if it's because the they're going away from Witherspoon. Yeah. The highlights yesterday, the big runs were to the left side. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, definitely saw Bobby get sucked in on a on a play and just not have the the speed to to make up for the one step that he missed. So he tried to run down the running back and it was it was a sad sad display. But mm-hmm. um so so you know it's a little worry at this point. I I think overall, you know, the defensive stats, I, I don't, you know, I think they're within, you know, what we what we want to see, I guess, you know, obviously, you know, we crush us, but again, it's a one-win team. So I, I was hoping on both on offense and defense that this was going to be a domination game, hoping, but of course, you know, as you said, this was a division game. So I think um, my, my sort of, prediction before the game was like this is either going to be like hopefully a statement game where we just dominate or it's going to be a classic divisional game ugly turnovers frustrating and low scoring so so you know that's what it ended up being um but you know i'm not panicked of course you know about what i saw in the defense but again I, i just keep telling myself with you know if we're seeing these little cracks against these pretty bad teams what is it going to look like when we run into a high power offense with lots of weapons i mean i guess you know you can put the Bengals in that in that category and and you know and we held their home our, our own against that defense so so we'll see you know it's it, we know this team too they're just like a lot of teams psychologically sometimes they play to the level the opponent so how much did that come into play yesterday as well um but you know i was looking at the the um stats on tackles and i honestly i don't know if it's a good thing but we you know we were sort of eyebrows were raised when i think you saw that Diggs had what eight ta- solo tackles last week or something and you know that that's a disturbing stat i think that the, the tackles for yesterday's game was was a lot more spread out and and I think more, you know, at the linebacker level, not at the freaking free safety level, you know. So, um, so I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe that's kind of a, a good, you know, promising stat um, as well. So, so yeah, that's my diagnosis of the defense. Well, I I appreciate it, but I I'm the negativity. I mean, you're throwing someone in in prison. You're um you're not giving out you're not giving out a thesis this time. They allowed ten points. And and by the way, they you know we 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 lost the the turnover battle three to zero, 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so that, that's you know they were they were in good position all day long, and they only there's only that one broken play that led to a broken tackle that led to a touchdown. Other than that, they didn't they didn't put the ball in the end zone the other time. So you're being really yeah. negative on this defense. And and not giving out, I, I think there at least needs to be some positive like shout outs to a couple of people, right? I mean, okay, yet yeah. again, you're not giving Bobby any credit. You know, who's the captain on this team, Doc? <laughs> who's the captain? Who's 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 wearing the who's wearing the, the arm armband? Uh you mean right below his AARP armband? Uh yes. <laughs> of course, of course. It's it's a uh, future Hall of Famer, Bobby Wagner. Yes, leading yes. the league, leading the team in tackles yet again. And and by the way, all of the defense, the, all the explosive plays, the huge, the huge Witherspoon hit that we saw, all of that stuff is set up because Bobby is putting these guys in the right places at the right time. He everyone's got the read right, and um, every, every explosive play is because of because of Bobby's leadership, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. And also, I think Jordan Brooks, who's on a contract year. It's playing out of his mind and needs needs a shout out as well. So, oh, yeah. you know, I don't care Those if you're not giving outs. out theses, you know, if Those you're willing to shout out to a rookie, but not to vets, like, okay, we see how it is, but. I agree with those. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can go in the exact other uh, direction on why the defense is playing well, why these, why these, you know, rookies are, are making big plays and Hey, you know what? We have way more speed and athleticism all around Bobby. So guess, guess who that helps Bobby. <laughs> okay. So it, it's, it's a bi-directional relationship. It doesn't just go in one, one, one way. So, so yeah, but I, I credit where credit is due. I, I, I definitely thought the Bobby Wagner reunion was going to be a freaking disaster. It's not been that <laughs> he had some of the, the positive things that we were hoping that he would bring. It seems like those are, those have uh, been actualized. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, of course, I, I can't, um, can't argue with that. I, you know, I think similar, the defense have been, has been playing really well. I mean, I think of course that performance against the giants is maybe that's a signature win, but it, it's gotta be, it's qualified by the quality of the opponent. So mm-hmm. like you on offense, probably on defense, I'm looking, I'm waiting, I'm hoping for that signature dominating defensive performance against a really good high quality team, you know, when we need it most. So, so, you know, that's, that's when I'm reserving all these accolades that you, you, (laughs) you're wanting me to, to, to shout out or throw out. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I think Daryl Taylor had a good game as well. Uh, Yeah. 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 And Mafe. Yeah. Hey, there a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, individual, individuals that you know are flashing you know and of course we saw today and the text yeah. thread was talking about it just now about um Nwosu going out with yeah. a looks like a season ending injury so uh, yeah that, that definitely has definitely have some concerns there because yeah. I, I don't I don't think the defensive line has been especially against last week against NC you know that's actually where my concerns are mm. um with uh getting some pressure on the quarterback yeah. um yeah that's a huge loss you know we paid him right because he performed well last last year he was he was number one in sacks like on our team mm-hmm. last year so um yeah yeah okay well do we want to step away from football for a little bit and uh do the dc outpost segment sure okay so this this um this week i figured we could talk about your uh love for food doc mm-hmm. the foodie um, I asked you in, in just our friendship a, a while ago to 
kind of educate me because I, I recognize this is not my, this is not my topic, um, especially about restaurants and different cultural foods um, and being a Asian American man and being from Seattle, but then living in DC um, and uh, the few times you've taken me with you to, to some of the restaurants that you really enjoy and frequent around here. I've been, I've been blown away by them. So um, it just out of curiosity for me, you want to talk a little bit about your history with food and the cultural significance of it. And also uh, maybe some, some recommendations here in DC that I should check out. Yeah, sure. I love this uh, question and topic. I can talk about food as much as I can talk about the Seahawks <laughs> and sports. I, uh, as you say, I'm a foodie, you know, I, I, I'll, I think, I think when we talk about the, the label of foodie, there's nuance to it, I think. So, so I think some folks reject that a little bit because it, it implies some sort of high level of, um, you know, I don't know, like preference for, for, um, fancy dining or, or I don't know, some, like a, like a, what's the word, just kind of critical, you know, like out of touch sort of, sort of thing. So that, that's really not, not the way I see myself as, um, in, in relation to my passion for food and my love for food. And, and, you know, your, your question embedded some, an important, I think connection. So growing up as a Korean American, uh, second generation, second generation Korean American in the, Seattle Tacoma area, I think, um, you know, on the one hand, I really loved my mom's cooking, just just everything. She loved cooking for me because I would eat every kernel of rice <laughs> that she put in front of me um, and always made her happy. And I and I was certainly happy um, at the same time, you know, for folks like um, some um, other you know, Asian immigrant uh, folks, second generation folks, we also have some experiences of shame, you know, around the smells, the tastes, the um, like for in Korean cuisine, you know, kimchi fermented, uh, spicy fermented cabbage is a, um, you know, a core kind of condiment or, or not condiment, but but part of our cuisine. But it's a very pungent smelling <laughs> thing. And I certainly had a very similar experience as, as, as my friends being embarrassed because our home's if you have kimchi in your house, your house starts to smell like kimchi. So it was something that we, you know, I know uh, my friends and I kind of felt insecure about, shame about. And and I think it's one of the most hilarious things that, that kimchi has become a beloved thing of of uh, white yuppies or <laughs> um, in, in our culture. And it's it's been it's been funny to see. So uh, but. I, I I'm happy to see that actually that that something like that has become popular and um, I see folks from you know not a part of our culture appreciating uh, that core staple of our, of our of our cuisine. But for me, then like kind of growing up with the uh, with food that wasn't common, you know, or wasn't wasn't uh, certainly back then when I was growing up, Korean food was not one of the more popular Asian cuisines. You know, Chinese food has a has a long history, uh, Japanese food and and other Asian foods, but Korean food really kind of had a uh, you know, a peak or sort of Renaissance period, I think more in my adult years. So, um, so again, that's been interesting to see. Mm. Uh, but I definitely think that 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 is a big part of my appreciation for um, all different kinds of foods, you know, I, I crave, I always 
and sort of get get a craving for oh my gosh i haven't had thai food in a while oh i haven't had some some delicious tacos in a while oh i haven't had ethiopian in a while so so i um was really struggling actually when i was living in syracuse new york before i moved to dc i um there's there's a lot of good things about about living there my first academic appointment but the biggest sadness in my soul was that it was a kind of a, you know, um, a college town, college city, uh, not, you know, not a large metropolitan area. So so what that meant was just was somewhat of a limited range of options. So, you know, I think there was like two Thai restaurants in in, in the city and um you know just like two mexican restaurants and and unfortunately they were all really mediocre you know restaurants so one of my number one things to do when i would travel outside of syracuse was was just organize all my trips around the restaurants that i was going to try the cuisines that i was going to eat that i had, didn't have access to in syracuse so when i knew that i was had the opportunity to move down to DC. That was one of the number one things that I was excited about was knowing that I was going to be living back into a larger metropolitan area with more cuisines and food options. And, and I just, I couldn't wait to, to, to move down here for that. And, and it, it has not disappointed. I've been really um, loved to see actually in the past 11 years that, that, you know, we've been here, Honestly, DC was was kind of lower on the on the level of um, the food food scenes compared to some of our you know sibling cities in the in the north um, northeast and and on the east coast. But I think folks have seen a real um, uptick or transformation actually in DC's uh, food scene really in the past decade. So it's been awesome to to be living here during that same time and just and seeing all of the the new um nice restaurants open up uh but you know those aren't always for me you know i i i can appreciate a a dinner a nice dinner out at a jose andres you know beautiful restaurant with beautiful food but i'm an absolute mom and pop home home the well restaurant with delicious food and just like a very you know gritty atmosphere but if that food is on point then I love it um so so yeah I and so I'm kind of proud of really giving recommendations to anyone that you know has moved here recently okay or... perfect because I have a date this week so you have a have a good, <laughs> have a good spot for me to you know take her Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, definitely giving you some recommendations in the in the past years. Um, you know, I have some go to's and, you know, and I, I think I mentioned before we came on was was I, I absolutely love Suspeso. It's a it's a Mediterranean um, style restaurant on H Street. And it's just I uh, love the vibe and just the, the staff are always super friendly. And the food is just is, is really, really solid um uh, yeah recommend the hummus with with um with hash with uh, short rib hash it's freaking delicious they have delicious bread that comes with <laughs> the meals and it's just a fun vibe and and especially if you go on the weekends um like a brunch type situation they have a they have a nice um um bottomless brunch you know sort of uh situation with mimosas and and yeah they take really good care of you there uh, and of course, we've eaten together with the commander, even when he's uh, when he visited um, a few trips back, really wanted to take you all to uh, Gypsy Kitchen on 14th Street, which is 
really one of my favorite restaurants in DC that opened up in recent years. Again, Mediterranean. Um, I, I, I've never had a bad meal there and have also just loved to introduce that restaurant to friends who are visiting and, and every person I've taken there has, has been super positive and have really enjoyed their meal there. So highly recommend Gypsy Kitchen. You know, I don't love the name. It's a little problematic. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm always a little reluctant to, to recommend that because of this. Or, I yes, call it, call it Roma people kitchen. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So definitely that would be my only uh, feedback for, for them. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I can, I always enjoy talking about food. So thanks for opening up space, uh, mayor for, for me to talk about one of my other passions, uh, next, next to, next to the Seahawks. And I'm glad to hear you say that about kimchi as well, because I have been getting into kimchi and I really want to learn how to make it myself. Uh, I haven't been bold enough but as you know i garden so i was like oh, oh yeah i could probably grow all of this and ferment it myself absolutely think, right yeah. so okay uh your your good friend and roommate i i'm shocked that aaron has not doesn't has some experience making kimchi that seems right up his alley that's a good point i'm sure yeah, I, I should yeah ask you should ask him <laughs> yeah i mean we're pickling stuff so oh gosh yeah we're, we're close i think absolutely the next absolutely. step maybe all right, Mike, shifting gears again. How about uh, the mayor to talk a little bit about his his uh, strategic plan for the Seahawks offense after yesterday's win against the Cardinals? Okay, so you were way too negative on, on the defense, in my opinion. But, yeah, I don't think we can be too negative on the offense. Um, especially if you include special teams in that, you know, Myers has missed some kicks and then DJ Dallas um, fumbling the ball, which is his one job on this team now, because we sure don't want him part of our offense. Um, And the one catch he had for, for zero yards was just a waste of a play. And as far as I'm concerned, and um, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, but you know, Gino still hasn't broken out or had a good game. And even going back to last year, you know, the first half of the year, we saw him play at a whole nother level that that no one really knew he was capable of. Um, and he and he did it, sustained it for, you know, 10, 12 weeks. And then at the end of the season, we saw it drop off a little bit. And I'm increasingly growing concerned about that. Um, we haven't seen it this year and we know it's possible. And like we said last week, some plays, some throws look incredible. So in some ways he has it, but he, he hasn't put it all together and a couple decisions. And I don't know if he's just not seeing like that pick he threw mm. the fumble. Okay. That's one thing. The, and that was his first fumble of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, the pick though, that was a bad pick. And there was another one that got dropped. So yeah, concerned about that. I'm not giving out a um, key to the city on the offense today as a result of this analysis and i i do in that want to give a shout out to the two rookie um receivers both mm-hmm. of the touchdown you know bobo's the new love, love he's the, he's the new um luke wilson <laughs> uh type love there in seattle an undrafted player um oh i loved uh positive jay's analogy to the to the old sonics Scotty Scheffler, oh, yes. a certain generation of folks will remember that that can, uh, correlation, but that was hilarious. So shout out to Positive J for that. That uh, mm-hmm. yeah, oh. yeah. 
yeah we'll talk about the sonic somewhere later too yeah um so yeah i i have i have some pretty big concerns and jsn um you know finally got in the end zone nice nice for him to show up for this season um you know a 20th overall pick and if you think compare what we've gotten out of our fifth overall pick um and the hype coming around jsn being a a difference maker the best receiver on the board at that point um he's kind of been disappointing so far this year so it was really nice to see him get some more targets and most of that was probably because dk was out of the game but he got seven targets and four catches and one of those for a touchdown um so really really nice to see him active again and 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 Lockett, you know, true faithful Lockett didn't do that much yesterday, and part of that was because That's of our true. offense. Quiet game. Yeah. quiet game for him for sure, especially because you know DK's out, so you assume he's yeah. going to kind of step up, and then he really didn't. It kind of went to the to the other two rookies. So, and then Lockett, you know, I do think he actually caught that ball at the very end, and they didn't bother challenging it, but that's huh. fine because because uh, Pete actually won all of his challenges yesterday. Um, and. Talking. And that, that was a pretty big deal. So I uh, I still wish he had thrown that one just to get get Lockett that that nice catch along the yeah. sideline there. But it's okay. I believe that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if this offense is playing to the level of their opponent. This is what I thought when they were playing against the Giants, and the offense really wasn't trying that hard. They were just kind of yeah. doing what they needed to do. And it kind of felt that like that yesterday too. Um, it didn't feel like they were super desperate. We were never worried that we weren't yeah. in the game and they were just kind of, they were on cruise control. And one of these weeks, you know, and the last time we actually needed the offense to do something in order to win a game, you know, and when, when they actually did it was, yeah. you know, it, uh, the um, lions, you know, which was, mm-hmm. I think it was week two. Mm-hmm. So since then we haven't really seen the offense in, uh, drive down the field and win a game or need to. So I have a feeling over the next couple of weeks we're going to. So we're going to need it. Yeah. We're going to need you said, it. Yeah. You said at the beginning that you feel optimistic about next week. Browns look good and they're putting up a lot of points, or at least they put up a lot of points uh, this, you know, yesterday. They have a monster defense. So I'm worried about that. I mean, who's going to take care of Garrett Wilson on our <laughs> patchwork line? Good point. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about this week's offense is, you know, Kenneth Walker, uh, Charbonnet, of course, being out. Kenneth Walker getting basically all the work yet Love again it. and having over 100 yards. Um, yeah. A tr- true, true performance by him. And I do think the Cardinals defense wasn't that good. And so, yeah, we knew we could just run the ball for four, four yards every play. And we did it. You know, mm-hmm. we ran them, I think, 20 times. So, yeah. Yeah, we were keeping track of how many times they ran our first down yesterday, and it just it got so big and out of balance that we just stopped counting. Yeah, and I do think you know the Browns. Okay, the Browns put up a lot of points, you know, this weekend yeah. against, against the um, Indianapolis Colts, but um, they beat the 49ers the week before with 19 points, and they lost the Ravens yeah. the week before that with three points. So, yeah. So. So yeah, like, can't make too much of what they did yesterday. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I wonder who who we're gonna get if it's gonna be Watson or their backup Walker next week. I'm really yeah, I think we need be interesting. Watson um shouldn't play in the NFL. I don't think you should. Mm. And we yes. should. Yeah, I hope I hope Seattle fans boo the hell out of him if he actually plays. Um, 
So is that a home game? Uh, yeah, I, I. Yep, that's in okay. Seattle. Okay. Oh, okay, I feel a little bit better about that. <laughs> I thought that was in another. We're both game. we're both four and two. Yes. Uh, the Seahawks are currently favored by three points. Yeah. Yeah, I think same. You know, obviously, same concerns about the offense. My favorite thing that you said yesterday about uh, the about DK and and this whole situation was. Yes, my favorite favorite thing you said was, you know, maybe him just seeing the, you know, other receivers do well, the offense, well, not do well, but just, you know, sitting out will just give him a different perspective on on the privilege that it is to to play this game, be a number one wide receiver in this league and and, and change that attitude of his. So, yeah, I'm hopeful of that too. Gino yeah, obviously concerns. Every week I just keep thinking like, okay, we're going to see that Gino that like tore it up at the beginning of last year. After yesterday's game, I did have this memory from last season that that I hope, you know, isn't isn't really what the situation is. I, you might remember, um, you know, while Gino was doing really good um, in, in, that, in the beginning part of the last season that I, I said that I was a little bit worried about his the his his throws in tight windows that that uh, he just yeah he he takes he will throw them in these tiny windows and at the, the full you know beginning of the season they were getting through they were they were hitting and and I I just I my my worry was that those are not high probability <laughs> passes and I'm a worried by the end of the season, if that's, if that tendency is going to catch up to him is, is, you know, I don't think, you know, the, the, we love it when they're, when they're completed because they just look like un unbelievable otherworldly, you know, throws. Uh, and because we know how, how low a probability, you know, that completion is, but I, I, you know, I think, and I wonder over the over the length of a of a season or these two seasons that just statistically that's gonna you know sort of balance out and and then so you know we'll see that completion and then we'll just see you know him trying to do that exact same thing but you know in a you know with three defenders and it just gets picked and it looks terrible um and and if you know so i, I that, that's a that's that's a little worry that i have that you know triggered a memory from last season and and, and, you know, as we talked about yesterday, you know, we're all pulling for Gino because as, as Gino goes, this team goes. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's just a freaking reality. So um, no one's giving up on him yet. We're just really pulling and hoping to to see that 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 really good Gino that we saw for a lot of games yet last season. I think there is a higher level of analysis or like zoom out a little bit on this offense and look at it and say, wait a minute, like, OK, Gino's really good at throwing that down the field. He's still, I think, third in the league this year at thread, mm-hmm. you know, depths throws mm-hmm. for over 10 yards or whatever. But then, and, and he's really good when he steps up in the pocket and has room to throw. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not good at rolling out of the pocket. Yet again, yesterday on the run to completely yeah. just whiffed a throw on the run. And it's like, okay, well, he's not, he's almost, he's, he's the exact opposite of Russ. And it's like hard wow. to get used to it because I know it's almost we, like step out, step out of the pocket. Right. And then when he does, yeah. because we're not so good. used to that Russ doing happen. that, it doesn't work. You know, he ran six yeah. times yesterday for two yards yeah. or something. Um, yeah. He's, you know, I actually, and I said this last week, I kind of want to see him run a little bit more. And he finally started running in that since yeah. since the game, because yeah. everyone was covered downfield. So he basically didn't have any other choice, but the overall analysis is 
our offense gets really stagnant because we don't have these short, easy plays. We don't have screen plays in our repertoire. We don't have trick sweeping plays, even though we pulled one off the other day. Um, yeah, he got a little bit more creative yesterday. I think he heard a lot of the, crit- criticism, the criticism from the Cincy game where our offense yeah. just looked so boring. It's so boring. And so it's either Gino sitting in the pocket, which is collapsing rapidly with the current offensive line, trying to throw it down the field, or it's a running play, which is just really, really predictable. Those are the two. Yeah, it does seem like we need, I don't know if it means using our tight ends more or establishing some sort of play that works on the edge, you know, at the, at the five yard play kind of, or, you know, or if it's JSN stepping up and really filling that slot receiver that we've kind of been missing. I I don't know what it is, but it's definitely, it's definitely concerning that our offense can't just march down the field um, against bad teams like Arizona. We, our offense just cannot march down the field. And then it turns into what, unless you it's the first, unless it's the first series, right? Remember we were talking yesterday. <laughs> it's like, what's up with this team? They, their offense looks immaculate on the first, <laughs> the first couple series. And then like, kaboom, it just like collapses into oblivion. So what the heck, like adjustments, come on guys, <laughs> you know, let's make yeah. some adjustments and yeah. So, yeah. And then, and they did put up 20 points, even with three turnovers. So it's not, yeah, it wasn't terrible. And even that first drive, they marched, you know, halfway down yes. the field and then, you know, gave up a, a little punt there at the end of the first drive and then scored on the second drive, I believe. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe uh, hopefully next week is, is that breakout <laughs> performance that we're, we've been waiting for. Yeah. And I want to say, I'm, I, I think you phrased my, my take on D, DK slightly different than I did yesterday, but I do think, um, you know, we have a lot of weapons on this team and not a lot of success to show for it. So I do think, you know, he, he's a good teammate and he'll celebrate the wins for those for those young receivers. And he's, you know, been praising um, Bobo from the very beginning. So I, I could see that, but we do need him. We're going to need him at some point. We didn't need him yesterday, but we're going to need him to be a true leader and, and step in and, and, mm-hmm take some tough catches um so oh yeah i'm hoping he's back next week and is better from his hip and rib injuries that he's been dealing with for a couple weeks so yeah yeah we're gonna need him against cleveland i think yeah i mean who knows yeah like you said the, the cleveland's been up and down so we'll see but but i think they're better than arizona right that's not a that's not a wild statement <laughs> so, i mean they beat san francisco two weeks ago that's yeah. exactly exactly so yeah that's not a team to, to yeah yet to. another test for us and yeah. then of course we're um in november we'll be at the at the baltimore game the dc crew will be driving out we got a couple people yeah. flying out from seattle for to meet us there so that's going to be a fun crowd thanks for buying us all tickets <laughs> um and then um I'm actually going to the um, Thanksgiving game too. So I'll be at two of the games in November in November. So, you know, and, and football's a, football's a long season, uh, especially now with a seventeenth 17th game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't matter what your record is this early in the year. It matters how you do in December, you know, November, December. Um, That's when, that's when it really comes to, to head and where leaders and strong veteran players like Bobby and like Gino actually have a big advantage because they have seen all those types of situations, been in those situations 
and players like Brock Purdy fall apart and are shown for what they really are. Small <laughs> hands, small white quarterback yeah. like Brock Purdy don't do well. So um All yeah, right. really All looking right. forward to beating San Francisco on Thanksgiving Day, being there in the in the Hawks nest. Nice. And uh, positive Jays seats too. So, yeah, maybe that's all going to be a good omen to to pull that win out. Unfortunately, the the Eagles looked uh, pretty good last night, so that's gonna that's that's right in that that gauntlet, right? <laughs> that yeah, we, Eagles we are probably a loss, and Baltimore, I think, is that's a rough. Oh, damn, one. Baltimore looked really good yesterday. Baltimore too. looks good. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like we need the Browns win because. Yes. You can't count on some of these. Some of these. Nope. There's less and less easy wins as we go on here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, we're we're about to hit a really rough, rough patch. So yeah. So let's be positive right now because you're gonna be miserable in a month when we lose twice <laughs> in a row and we'll cancel one an episode and everyone will think we quit for the year because <laughs> <laughs> There's a contingency plan for that, you know. We we knew that that was a possibility, so we we got some p- folks on the on the backup that that can, yeah, you know, pinch it for me. Bring in positive J. You're like positive J, we need you today. I I can't get a hold of Richard today. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's he's not coming out of his bedroom. Yeah, it seems seems pretty likely. Maybe <laughs> maybe after the Baltimore game when we bring oh, out the man. hangout hangover meter again too maybe for that one <laughs> um all right well uh do we want to close out with with that note yeah that sounds good to me okay well i just want to say the nba is back tomorrow the season starts um we have a, a fun uh though not relevant team here in dc the washington wizards i'm hoping to go to a lot of games this year and yeah they have a a fun young player named jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole is uh, going to be leading the way with his uh, nickname, which is Pool Party. And um, nice. we're expecting him to go for like 30 points every single game. And he doesn't really pass the ball. He just shoots a lot. So they're not going to be good, but it's going to be fun. Um, and I just want to say with that, it's the 15th season that the Seattle the Championship City has uh, not had a team 15 years in a row. And uh, that's a shame. That's a shame on this entire league. It means a lot of these uh, Seattle fans that we're talking to on this podcast don't even follow the NBA anymore, including my co-host. And mm-hmm. that's a shame. And mm-hmm. the NBA should fix it and bring back the Sonics. Here, here, Mayor. Yeah. And uh, much love to the DC 12s and the Seahawks fans all around the globe. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. And I want to say thank you to Holly, who, who even though she's opened it, her own hot yoga studio, Reunion Hot Yoga on Georgia Ave, still shows up to the games, will teach a class, a yoga class in the middle of the Clean afternoon. up the studio and then clean run the up. studio and then run over to oh. the uh, to the bar to watch it. So I, I respect the the faithful fan there. And um, I also want to give a shout out to a bartender that we haven't had yet this year, um, Antoine, who is a Seattle fan and uh, has been to Seattle three times and rocks Seattle gear very often, but wasn't yesterday for some reason. But either way, we uh, were, were thankful. He had a rough morning, he said. So he was going to wear his Detlef Strump jersey, but he just he was he was kind of a hot mess yesterday morning is what, what I could gather. So that's fair. It was um, Howard homecoming weekend. So it was yeah. uh, quite a party weekend in D.C. Yeah. For, for all the bartenders. Um, 
So, all right. Well, that that does it for another week. And we'll uh, see you next week after a hopeful win uh, against the Browns. Yep. Thanks for listening.